think I've changed my approach to my social media and I am a lot more serious about it. I'm a lot more consistent and persistent. And it's actually come to the thing that basically if I send out a newsletter, I make a sale. And I've come to realize that this is important because I think all small businesses, they are guilty of having a busy time and then they put all the marketing on the back burner. And it's the worst thing you can do because you need to do it for when you're quiet. And it's made a huge difference to my business to actually realize this. Hello and welcome to the Audience Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Hutchison, and I'm delighted you're here. On today's episode, I'm chatting to not one, not two, but three entrepreneurial women who have previously taken part in one of my free challenges. We're going to be discussing what they got out of taking part, how long the effects of the challenge have lasted in their business, why they think you should sign up today, and how you can get the most out of the next free challenge you take part in. So before we begin, I have to ask you, have you signed up for my free challenge yet? Starting on October the 9th, we're going to be focusing on how you can master your marketing. It's divided up into three training sessions plus a final masterclass, all free. On day one, which is Monday, we're covering how you can improve your visibility. Day two is all about warming things up and generating more leads. And on day three, we'll be focusing on converting those leads into sales. More sales means less stress and way more enjoyment as you build your business. Then the following Monday, during the masterclass, we wrap everything up and you will leave with your very own marketing plan, ready to implement yourself or pass on to a team member to do it for you. So pause the podcast just now and take a moment to sign up for free at nikkihutchison.com forward slash master dash your dash marketing. Now back to today's episode and it's time to introduce my first guest, social media manager and founder of Rose and Thistle Social, Abigail McLaughlin. Hi, Abigail. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's lovely to have you on. Yes, good. The last time we met was at the launch party for your business, Rose and Thistle Social. How have things been going since then? It's been quite an experience migrating from the kind of freelancer world into director of a company role, but it has been super exciting. I launched at the event as well the idea of my Instagram coaching online course, the IG Growth Accelerator. I've started a new online masterclass collaboration with another social media manager. I've been speaking at events and of course, managing client accounts as well as my own and just getting a whole lot more in store for 2024. (laughs) I love it. I love how ambitious you are at quite a young age. Are you happy to share what age you started your business at? Oh gosh, no need to think. I was 23 when I first started. So yeah, that was about three years ago now, which is quite scary to think. (laughs) And making waves already. I love it. So we have met a few times in person. We're, we don't live too far away from each other, but actually we first met online. Am I right in thinking that you came across me initially via a free challenge? Yes, I had seen your business around about at a few events I've been to, but it was the advert for summer sales school that really drew me in. And I knew and with my rebrand and my relaunch coming up, I needed to do something to learn more about driving sales. And this looked like the place to do it. Amazing. And did you join the sessions live? Absolutely no shade if you didn't. But did you join? Did you manage to complete the task? Because I know these are some of the things that people worry about when they're signing up to a challenge. 
Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people panic at thinking, have I got time to do all this? But I have to say, I think I joined about 75% of the sessions live. There was one or two that I couldn't make, but I managed to watch them back during lunch breaks and things because they were just so short and really easy to digest. So just while having lunch, I was able to catch up. I was able to stay on top of everything and complete the challenges that were set as well and post about them as well. And it was great to get support from everyone in the group and hear about other people's businesses and things too. I love that because I talk about this all the time, the fact that these challenges are not just about me trying to grow my community, but everybody who takes part in the challenges really growing their own community as well. Are you still in touch with some of the people who took part in that challenge? Yes, so I followed quite a few people after it and I still engage and connect with a few of them now. I see them crop up on LinkedIn and Instagram and it's really great to see just how everyone's business is doing and having that network of people that you feel that you can turn to since doing the challenge as well has been great. Brilliant. And was there anything else that you got out of the challenge? So I actually got quite a big win personally from Summer Sales School. So there was a challenge where you had to reach out to some warm leads And basically, I popped an offer in a local business networking Facebook group I'd had a few leads from before. The offer was totally exclusive to them. And then little did I know, about a day later, I got a message from the co-founder of the group and was asked to speak at one of their events about Instagram, which, yeah, I couldn't believe. (laughs) Amazing. I love that so much. Because some people might not expect a social media expert to join a marketing challenge. And in fact, you've gone on to join one of my programs afterwards. So that might surprise people, but actually it happens a lot. So what would you say to someone wondering why you joined the challenge and the community? Yeah, I'm always learning and things in marketing are always changing. So it's really good to keep up with new opportunities that arise. And One thing that I didn't really have any sort of formal training or teaching in was kind of strategy planning. I've read tons of resources, I've trialled things, but I really wanted to get a look at how to grow an engaged audience using proper strategy techniques, which I maybe hadn't considered before. And by doing summer sales school and then going into Audience Growth Club, I was able to do exactly that. I took a big break off posting on social media for my business because I fell out of love with my old brand and what I was doing. So I knew with the relaunch coming up that this was the perfect time to almost reset my mindset and having the support of yourself and the other ladies in the group was just so valuable. And working as a one-man band, yeah, it's lonely, but joining Audience Growth Club and your challenges has given me the insight on marketing strategy, but also that community of other businesswomen as well. It's so important. And I think it's really commendable that you're doing that. I try and do that all the time. I'm always like, I've got my little ears pricked up and my eyes peeled for different communities and different people that I can learn from and different relationships that I can build because that's been so, so crucial in my business. And I think that that's something you're really good at. You had a fantastic launch party for your new brand. Tell us what is happening next for Rose and Thistle Social. So the next big thing is actually launching the IG Growth Accelerator, which is on Monday the 9th of October. So tell us a bit about that. So it's a totally self-paced online course for business owners who want to level up their Instagram. And we work on creating tailored plans to achieve business goals, crafting engaging content for your ideal audience, building an engaged community, which is such a big thing now online, and just making social media easy with the insights and tools that I use as a social media manager every day. And... I know we've talked about this before. I'm a big, big fan of selling something and building that community around the thing that you're about to sell before you actually create it so that you can gauge how much interest there is. So I'm going to put you on the spot here, Abigail. Have (laughs) you created your course yet or have you still got some work to do? 
So I have created about 75%. Very good. And I've just got about the last 25% to do in under about five days. So that's fun. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. And will you be using some of the methods that we've covered in Audience Growth Club and during the challenges to try and help you sell that course? 100%. I think I've already started using them because I kind of just thought when I was first launching the course, I was going to wait till I'd finished it and maybe only promote it a couple of weeks before it was getting ready to go out. But after learning what I've learned from yourself and Audience Growth Club and doing the challenges, I knew that actually I needed to start doing it well before then. And like you say, get that audience engaged with it before I actually even creating it and seeing what it is they actually needed in it to help me create even more around it. Brilliant. I know how much work is involved in creating a course like that. So congratulations on putting it together and on being brave, really, to put it out in the world at the same time as maintaining excellent service for your clients and trying to grow your business, launch your new brand, etc. So I really wish you all the best for the launch of your course. Thank you. And for anybody who's listening and would like to follow along with you, where is the best place for them to find you? So the best place to find me is on Instagram over at at Social or across on LinkedIn, just searching for Abigail McLaughlin. Fantastic. Next up, it's time to meet my next guest, couture, wedding dress designer and dressmaking membership host, Meta Bailey. Hi, Meta. Hello. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it's lovely to see you. We have worked together ever since a free challenge that I ran right in the middle of the pandemic in March 2021. Can you believe it? Yeah. You took part in that challenge and you went on to join my group program, but you weren't able to start the program right away because there's a very specific reason that relates to your business. So can you tell our listeners a bit about your business and why that was? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a couture designer and mostly work in weddings and events. And obviously it was like my business became illegal overnight when COVID came. So I had no work at all. So it was really good to join the challenge because it was a really positive time. It was a really positive challenge to have this time to kind of work on your business and do stuff that you always dream to have time of when you're self-employed. And suddenly we were given this uh, gift of time, you know, and it was hard to utilize it, but the challenge was really good. And then I was so keen to work more with uh, Nikki that I joined the fully booked, but it was supposed to start quite soon after the challenge. And then I had this backlog of all these weddings that had not taken place. And I was like, Nikki, I need to do these dresses. I've been hanging here for two years, you know. <laughs> so I waited six months and it was really good to then do the fully booked over the winter. And can you remember joining that challenge and what it was like who was in there, what you were doing, what you got from it, that kind of thing. Yeah, I remember it was so good because it was like all women, all full of their businesses, you know, so all full of energy and stuff. <laughs> and then some really good tasks that we were given. There was like quite specific tasks given on the calls every night. And I attended all the calls live and that was that was great. There was no other interruption because you didn't do anything. You know? <laughs> so it was good to have something to do. And I did all the calls and I did all the tasks straight away and it was really good and that would be my advice is 
best to do them like live and straight away because then you saw other people posting and, you know, a financial advisor or an interior designer or whoever had a different approach to answer this question. And it really gave a lot of ideas to what you could do and, oh, did they understand it like this? Or my take was this. And no, it really gave a lot to think about. So that was so good, really dynamic. I love that you have mentioned getting ideas from other people and being part of almost like this container where you're completing the task together, because that's something that always gives me ideas in my business is seeing what other people are doing. And then you think, oh, that sparks an idea or I could apply that differently in my business. So it's definitely something that I try and foster in the challenges. 100%. Yeah. And it really worked well. And there was loads of people doing that, you know. And there's that saying about being inside the jar and you can't read the label. And it's totally like that because other people are like, oh, I didn't know you did this or, you know, so it's it's really good. (laughs) Yeah. And are you still in touch with anyone? Because I know there's always such a strong community that grows inside the Facebook group during the challenge. But I always wonder... Are you still in touch with anybody else who took part alongside you? Yeah, I met some really, really nice women. Oh, good. And uh, it was so good because we had this um, in common that we're just like, our business is our baby and no one else wants to talk about it nonstop, but they do. (laughs) So so, yeah, no, I'm still in touch with them. So that's good. Just a couple and it's nice. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So what advice would you have? You've mentioned about showing up live and completing the tasks. They're very short and manageable chunks, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, Do you have any other advice for somebody who's maybe signed up and they're wondering whether they're going to be able to make time to fit it in? Or maybe they've taken part in a different free challenge in the past and they want to make sure that they get better results this time. How do you think somebody could make the most of this next challenge that's coming up with me? I definitely think just, you know, set aside the time, preferably do it live. But if you can't do all of them live, set aside the time and do the task while it's fresh. Don't leave it till like next week or whatever. It's just not working because you're not going to get the benefit from the engagement of the other people and where they are at the same level as you in the challenge. So definitely do that. And it's not loads of time. You get the time back. You learn things and you get that time back because you've learned new stuff. So tell us about your business. How has it changed? Because obviously you were very much in the throes of dealing with the pandemic and everything that that meant for your industry. Then you were having to catch up on all these beautiful dresses that had been lying and waiting for people to wear them. And what has changed in your business since that time? Well, what has changed primarily was that I did have an audience on Facebook and Instagram, particular other platforms as well. But and it was funny when we went into lockdown, there was a lady that said to me, the worst thing that could happen was if you stopped posting online. (laughs) And I sort of felt that I was kind of an entertainment factor with my social media, which is okay, but that's not really why I'm here. I'm not here to entertain people where I think I've changed my approach to my social media and I am a lot more serious about it. I'm a lot more consistent and persistent. And it's actually come to the thing that basically if I send out a newsletter, I make a sale. And I've come to realize that this is important because I think all small businesses, they are guilty of having a busy time and then they put all the marketing on the back burner. And it's the worst thing you can do because you need to do it for when you're quiet. 
And it's made a huge difference to my business to actually realize this. As Nikki says, go detective mode and realize that this is the situation. And it's really given me a lot of feedback. And it's funny because friends have said, oh my goodness, your business has really taken off. And it's really just because they see my constant posts. So I can make up, I'm busy, you know, and that gives a really buzz. You know, I am busy, but you can control this in some kind of way and just don't put the marketing on the back burner. That's really what I've learned. And also customers, they were regular customers. They would always come last minute. They suddenly turned up earlier and said, oh, I hear you're really busy. So I had to make sure I could get my order. And that's the position you want to be in. That's what you want to do, you know. Absolutely. So it's really changed that how I approach that it's not an entertainment for somebody who sits at home and wants to see my post. It is me selling without being pushy salesman. You know, it's me selling. Yeah. And it has made the difference that I wanted to make another direction to my business, which I basically decided for during COVID. And I have launched the course. And because I had an active audience, I sold those places immediately as I launched. And that was a whole new thing, whole new bunch of people. But my audience, they bought So it's been worth it. Brilliant. And was that mainly through your email list or social media or a mix of things? I think it's a total mix. I think people need to see it from all sides. You need to come at them all the time. This is music to my ears, Meta. (laughs) (laughs) And it might sound a bit overwhelming to somebody listening that you need to be doing all the things all the time, but you build up to that, don't you? Yeah. And you can repurpose things. And I've got a student in at the moment and and she said, oh, but you wrote that, like, I can see that you did that two months ago. And I was like, it doesn't matter. There was only 300 people that saw it. It's not going to be the same 300. Mm -hmm. And they've forgotten. Can you remember anything you saw three months ago? No, you can't, you know, just bring it out again in a slightly different context or a slightly different variation, because that's what people need to hear anyway, you know? Yeah, we don't have to reinvent the wheel every five minutes, do we? no got key things that we want to share yeah okay so tell us then meta about where people can find out how to work with you obviously you've got these different revenue streams now so where can they find you yeah so i do my wedding dresses and my mother of the bride and occasion dresses and so on they are displayed and you can get in touch with me also or via my website it's freya-fashion.co.uk and then I've got Facebook and Instagram and they are under Freya Designer Dressmaking. Freya is spelled with a J because that's a Scandinavian way of spelling uh, Norse goddess of beauty and fertility. And on my course, it's on my website. And I also display my course on the, the social media. So you should be able to find me. I'm all over the place. <laughs> and you're quite often in the press as well, aren't you? Can you tell us a, just a couple of quick anecdotes about how you've managed to get PR coverage? Because I think it's so clever. Oh, yeah. I was on the front page of the independent I showed Nikki that the other day it was me next to Boris and I was so proud <laughs> and all the comments were we know which blonde do we prefer so <laughs> I was so I was so proud about that that was about a small business lifeline during COVID but yeah I've been in the business quite a lot I don't know why I always end up in the press because you do clever things like you made your wedding dress out of something very specific didn't you for April Fool's Day yes yeah for April's Fool during COVID I made a toilet paper dress I said that China I had closed down due to COVID. So from now on, all my dresses were made in toilet paper. And oh my <laughs> word, it gave so much traffic. And I literally had a couple of death threats. But other than that, most people found it hilarious. Like I was nervous I was going to get a break through the window, but obviously everyone was locked in the houses. But... <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, it was funny. Their reactions were crazy, but it's good. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I think that is something that people tend to forget, especially if we get too busy and we're caught up in the day to day, is that you can absolutely have fun with your marketing and it's probably going to create a much bigger effect if you do. Yeah, it was on STV and it was on broad in newspapers down in England and everything. It was amazing. Yeah. Excellent stuff. And cheap. It cost me 16 rolls of toilet paper. You know, that was the price of it, you know. (laughs) Absolutely brilliant. So next time you're looking for a dress or an outfit that's designed or you would like to design your own with somebody who is a lot of fun, then make sure you go and look up Meta. (laughs) Meta, thank you so much for joining me today. You're welcome. (laughs) Pleasure. And now it's time to meet my final guest, mortgage advisor and founder of Optimize Mortgage Solutions, Shona McCall. Hi, Shona. Hey, Nikki. It's lovely to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for having me. Shona, you are a business owner who, and I hope I'm not speaking out of turn, but you have told me this yourself, that you didn't know much about marketing when you first started. Is that fair to say? I think it's pretty fair to say yes, Nikki. But now I get the distinct impression that you're enjoying it a lot more. Is that right? I love it. I honestly, you've given me the tools to like go forward and enjoy it. I think I was a bit lost when I came to you and you've just given me the opportunity and the knowledge. You know, I ask a lot of questions just to keep growing and I I really enjoy it. Do you know what? It's absolute music to my ears because I don't know if anybody else has ever told me that they now love marketing. (laughs) Yes, they might enjoy it a bit more. I think you might be the first person who's said that you truly love it. So that is brilliant. How have you managed to get to this point, do you think? I entered with the challenge last October and then that went on to me joining Audience Growth Club. And I think I just needed that at that point in my business. I just set it up. And I just needed some clear definition of, you know, what my pillars are, what I wanted to happen, how I was going to communicate it and committing to the time to actually do it and just putting a bit of structure in and not trying to do every single channel, just decide on what you wanted to do and to work on it. Like I'd never really used Instagram before, but it's one of the channels I've really focused on. So yeah, I think that's what it helped me to do and helped me enjoy it. And I know, obviously, you know Meta. She's part of our marketing community. Yeah. And she said when I was chatting to her, she described her approach to marketing as being consistent and persistent, which I really loved. And I think that you take that same approach, don't you? You just make time for it regularly. Yeah, I do. I mean, everyone has a different way of doing it. What works best for me is I have social media Saturday once a month and throughout the month I have a content bank. So anything that I see, I just put it on the sheet. And then at the end of the month, I create my graphics and then I create all my content for it. I am regulated, so I'm a bit more restricted on being able to do ad hoc posts. So everything has to go through my mortgage network for approval before it can actually go live. So I just find for me, it works better rather than trying to put time aside each week, which is what I try to do. And then it was just frustrating me when I'm not working, phones aren't ringing. I just take a couple hours. I've got most of it already. It's literally the creative side that I'm doing. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I really like creative projects at the weekend because you don't have so many distractions a lot of the time, do you? Totally, totally. It's far easier. Yeah. You mentioned it was October last year. Can you remember what we covered in that first challenge that you joined? What do you want to happen? And then what channels you're using? And then we, we talked about about warm leads, about, you know, warm leads you've got sitting there and you potentially haven't done anything with. And then it was very much like go detective mode. What are your competitors doing? And what are your analytics of what you've already done? Because there's no point just doing the same thing. You need to actually go in and look at what you're actually doing and what works and what doesn't work. And what I really like is the fact that you've taken that on board. So obviously we've been working together now for the, for a year and you yeah. do this stuff. You actually do this stuff <laughs> and it's paying off, isn't it? It definitely is. You know, I know what doesn't work and I know any pictures of the cat on International Cat Day do really well. <laughs> Mortgages is quite difficult for engagement. And I know protection is really difficult for engagement. So I have to do a mix and keep it a bit more softer and not so much all carousels, a lot more visual to try and get people in. And how would you say that your business has changed since you became so much more focused on marketing? I've grown my audience. I have more confidence in doing it. I mean, I'm doing video reels, you know, and suggested teleprompter, which was really helping me because I was getting stuck halfway trying to remember it because everything I have to say has to be very factual. Of course. And I felt that I was trembling over my words and that's helped. So you've given me the tools to do it. And I never thought I'd be doing video content at my age, really. (laughs) Quite honest. (laughs) But it works. The reels really do work. So yeah. And to make it not all educational, to make it Mm. more about my business, what I'm doing, and I am the person because people need to get to know me, not just what I'm posting educational wise. Yes. And where do your leads come from now? I am getting some direct. I still use third parties, but I am getting more direct, more through the website, which is good. And that's where I want to really grow, obviously, because it's more cost effective. Absolutely. And that was a really clear goal for you, wasn't it, at the start of this whole process? Pillar number one. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. And I've asked everybody who's been on because it's such an important part of the challenge for me. And that is about the community. Yeah. I know some of the people that you're still in touch with, but can you describe the community during the challenge and also whether you have kept up any of those relationships beyond it? Yeah, I mean, that's one of my key things is you're speaking to other businesswomen from such a diverse range. And, you know, I'm on Content Collective as well now after audience growth because I wanted to continue. And I've known Meta for ages and Penny and then Paula Wilkinson. I think she was on the original channel who was doing all the jewellery. And we all like each other's posts. But it's so nice to have that call and bounce ideas off of each other who aren't actually in your sector. Yes. And you're seeing it from their perspective as a consumer buying from you. Mm -hmm. I can only think it's so beneficial. 
bit like market research, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, every call we do is like, you know, our last call was really interesting about Penny's business. Yeah. And I learned a lot about it. And we were able to give her ideas from our perspective mm-hmm. as a consumer. So obviously that's all been kicked off originally by a free challenge. And what would you say to anyone? Because it is a time commitment, although it's not a financial commitment to take part in the challenge. I fully respect the fact that I'm asking people to give me their time. And if they don't know me, then it's a consideration. Do they want to spend that amount of time with somebody? It is a bit of a risk, isn't it? So what would you say to anybody thinking that maybe they don't have time to commit to a challenge like this? I think once you start seeing the results coming in, that's when you know that your time that you're spending on it is worthwhile. A lot of people say, I'm too busy. We're all too busy. But when you make that commitment and you see your business grow and your sales grow, then it is a positive. And you look back and think, (laughs) at no point did I not have time. I will make time because this is the best for my business. And I'm passionate about growing my business and getting out there and letting people know about it. I'm now getting people from my industry trying to contact me to build relationships. So spend the time. (laughs) That's all I can say. You'll see the results. You'll see the results. And that's what I always say is that it takes a leap of faith, basically. It takes that initial leap of faith for you to commit to your own marketing. But it is at that point where you start getting those results in. It's like the penny drops, isn't it? And you suddenly realise, actually, there is a direct correlation between the effort and the skill that I'm using in relation to my marketing and the results that I'm going to get. And it's just like you say, that's when you start to enjoy marketing (laughs) or it becomes a lot easier to enjoy marketing because you know there's a purpose to it. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. And you you do. I'm like, I'm on Instagram. Oh, I've got another follower. Oh, I've got another one. You know, (laughs) oh, they sent me a message. You know, that kind of thing. You know, it's worth it. Yeah, it all keeps us going, doesn't it? Definitely. Okay, so I bang on about this all the time, but I hope you're going to back me up here, Shona, is that you can see people actually getting results and making sales inside the challenge group. Yeah, definitely. I think it was when you did the warm leads one. That's where like, oh my goodness, I've reached out and they've come back to me and, you know, we've started conversations. I think that one is quite a key one and it gives people more confidence that, all right, let's go through that inbox. Who's not talked to us for a while? What can we do to get them back on board? Yeah, exactly. And you can get some advice on what you need to be saying and then you see it working for other people and that's the power of the collective, isn't it? And you suddenly think, yeah. oh, well, if they can do it, maybe I can do it as well. Exactly. I love that about a challenge. I love that whole community side. Exactly. In terms of your business, we've talked about all the good things that are happening, the growth. What are you focusing on now? Because you really have taken my marketing advice and you have run with it. So tell us what you're up to now marketing wise. So next is implementing a mailing list because that's not something that I've got before. So we're going to look at MailerLite. I have ventured down the world of lead magnets. So I've got my first one created. I've completed a training course on Facebook ads. So I'm a lot more confident with that. Mm -hmm. Still continuing with my networking. I've now joined another networking group. 
And because mortgage world well, first time buyers and buy to let, it's a little bit soft at the moment. I'm focusing a lot more on the protection side of the business. So your life and your critical illness and your income protection side of it. And you can help self-employed people as well, just in case anybody's listening. I can, <laughs> I can. Yes, yeah. as a self-employed person myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we can do, we can do. One of the lenders actually came out this week that they've increased the loan to value for self-employed people. So that's always a positive after COVID. It was a wee bit tricky. So yes, yeah, so as a self-employed person, as a buy-to-let person as well, I have a buy-to-let, so I'm, I'm an expert on that at the moment. So yeah, but you know, it's just to try and convince the first-time buyers that there are options out there for them. That's a lot of my work at the moment on my socials is just to let them know what they need to prepare for and there are options. Yeah, so I think that's really reassuring. And also just to reassure the listeners that you do not have to go off and do Facebook ad courses. (laughs) And I know you're even thinking about Google ads, aren't you? That is a side (laughs) effect of learning to love marketing, but you do not have to do it. (laughs) No, definitely not. It's for my own learning. I've just, you've just kind of like ignited me and I just want to know everything. I think on the call, Penny was like, you don't really need to know about Google ads. (laughs) You can't do everything. I'm just really inquisitive. When I enjoy something, I'm like, let's go for it. (laughs) I love it. I love the fact that you have become so interested and passionate about marketing and it's paying off, which is why we do what we do, isn't it? That's why we all need to be doing marketing. Yeah. Okay, great. So I know that there will be some people listening who have heard a glimmer of hope on this section of the podcast with you. So how can they get in touch with you to find out what their options are? So my handles are at Optimised Mortgage Solutions. I am on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn. And it's obviously my website. So it's all the same optimizemortgagesolutions.co.uk. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Shona. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you. And I look forward to your questions on our next call. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Nikki. I appreciate it. See you soon. Thanks. Ciao. Bye, bye, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Abigail, Meta and Shona. I'll be back next week, this time with a solo episode where I'll be sharing the key thing that's missing from your business, what it is and how you can create it. I'd love to see you back here then. But if you haven't already, take a minute right now to sign up to join my free challenge, Master Your Marketing. We start on Monday and the Facebook community is already open. So don't be late. Your strategy for Q4 and your new business besties are waiting in there with me. I'd love to see you there. That link again is nikkihutchison.com forward slash master dash your dash marketing. Have a great week and I'll see you next Friday. Until then, take care and keep marketing.